tragic death of NBA legend Kobe Bryant. ABC News confirming the five-time NBA champion for the Los Angeles Lakers was among five people killed when a helicopter crashed and caught fire in Southern California. Heartbreaking news, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, uh, passed away in a helicopter accident in Calabasas early Sunday morning. It is heartbreaking. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to 30 something and virgining. I am your host, your favorite Bougianti loves key, and I am so excited to have you out here on my very, very first podcast. Um, my podcast is a podcast about life, its quirks, and all of the things that we are on the verge of. Um, it's going to be a fun, loving podcast. Going to talk about some of everything. Talk about life struggles. Talk about things that we're trying to do. Entrepreneurship. Um, a plethora of things. Uh, my first couple of podcasts, though, are going to be focused on like understanding your worth. Uh, being excited about who you are uh, next week that podcast will be about entrepreneurship and we'll just be working in and out doing some different things so um i'm excited that you all are here with me you're in my dining room in houston texas um this podcast means a lot to me because it is going to allow me the opportunity to give people some insight into who I am as a person and also provide you all with some support, help and love where you need it. Um, today's podcast is going to talk about understanding your worth and understanding how your worth equals currency. Um, I thought about this for a long time. For the past year and a half, if you've ever followed me on any social sites, um, sometimes when I'm talking about something myself or if there's a post that I post and it's something um, talking about pushing yourself or doing something better, I always put pound worthy in there, right? Um, and it's about just making sure that you realize how worthy you are, um, how worthy you are of being treated properly, how worthy you are of being loved loved how worthy you are of actually loving yourself and caring about yourself how worthy you are to set boundaries and be okay with setting those boundaries and being okay if people fall off because they can't stand up to those boundaries right um and i wanted to start off by actually talking about what the word worth means um and i'm using the word because i want us to make sure we really get into the nitty-gritty of it the value equivalent to that of someone or something under consideration. The level at which someone or something deserves to be valued or rated. Now, I want to take back the rated portion. I don't want us to think about like somebody rating us and giving us like, oh, she a 10 or she a dime. But I want us to take this and understand where we are at as a people or person. Right. Like really think about who we are. Um thinking about how you value yourself or what you rate yourself. Understanding that the better you treat and love yourself, the better everyone else will treat and love you and respect you. Um, 
I have a really, really tight knit group of friends and all of us, we love to like crack on each other, but we are all very supportive of each other. And we are like, um, we understand worth as currency in many different ways. And I'm going to call one of my friends to join in on this conversation. Um, she is a self-made woman. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she loves helping others. She's very, very supportive. So I'm going to give her a ring. And I'm going to bring her in this conversation so that you just don't hear me. But again, I want to say before I get her on the phone, welcome, welcome, welcome to my first podcast ever. There will be plenty more to come. They will happen each Friday for the next month or so. And then after that, we're going to start doing them twice a week. So be on the lookout for them. And when you see these podcasts come up, please click listen and share. All right. And we're going to be on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, everywhere. I will be everywhere. All right. So I'm going to call this friend up. Hello, my speak with Lakeisha, please. Hello. All right, everyone. Uh, this is one of my best friends, and I I don't use the word friend lightly. Some people like like to throw their word out. Oh, that's my friend, or da da da. You know, everybody sir, or sis, right? Um, and I'm thinking about my little my, my students at school. They be like, that's my brother. That's my sir. Come on. But at any rate, <laughs> this is one of my friends. You know, God, the Bible tells us, you know, like you find a friend, you found something like really, really great. And I'm blessed to have a couple, a few, few good friends, few good friends. And Lakeisha Bacchus, white. I'm going to stick with just white. I'm not going to crack a joke on my first podcast. It's here with us. Lakeisha, how are you? Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? I'm just fine. And how are you all? Oh, I'm great. I think the people in podcast world are doing just fine as well. Uh, you know, I'm calling you to talk about uh, the podcast. I want to first off talk to you about um, our first topic. And the first big topic topic is worth. Thinking about what it means to understand your worth and know that you're worthy of being treated a particular way. Uh, when did you first recognize that understanding your worth and who you were as a woman in person would be would equal like a currency and opportunity for you? For me, um, I, I really honestly all my life I've known my worth um, as a young child. I've always thought my, my place in life. So understanding my worth is something I've been known all my life. Now have I accepted it? Have I what do you call it? I've pretty I've accepted it my whole life, but have I have you lived in it? To it? Yeah, with it no. You know, we do what we wanna do, you know, that's what we do as people. So, and when you say we do what we wanna do, what are you saying? Like we will I know I should be treated X, Y, and Z, but ooh, he's so fine, I still wanna be with him like that or I know I should be working for myself, but I don't want to deal with the headache of having employees, so I'm going to be somebody else's employee and to help them live their dream and I live mine. Like, what do you mean? Meaning that, you know, we make choices and some choices we know what's right and wrong. However, we choose to make choices depending on how we're feeling at the moment. So, certain moments, you know, we may 
water down your standards or your work, you know, try to fit in or, you know, pretty much try to make other folks happy. Okay. And when you did things like that, how did that make you feel? What did, what was the outcome? Like when you would say water down something or like dim your light to let someone else shine because their ego was crushed if it wasn't, if they weren't able to shine. Um, like anything else, you know, pretty much it makes you feel good at the moment. However, you know the lifelong consequences of it. You say, you, you know what, Keisha, the lifelong consequences of it? Yeah, you're not pretty much taking your full potential. You know what you're supposed to do. You know, we go and do what we want to do at the moment because it feels good to us okay so i i remember when i first met you you were doing you were doing hair at the time and we were both working at the casino together uh which was a great job shout out to horseshoe casino in uh tumica mississippi robinsonville mississippi we both worked there um and you could do hair and you could really do hair well but because it was so tiresome and you got tired of people you stopped doing hair (laughs) And I feel like that that was the first time that I saw you recognize your worth from me knowing you personally. What was it like to like say like, you know what, even though I went to school for this and I did this growing up as a kid, I'm not I'm not going to do this anymore. What was it like to like step away from that? Um, hair, hair was my passion for as long as I can really remember. Um, probably like three, four years old, um, I like I was doing my hair, planning my hair. I even, I don't even want to talk about this on air anyway. So, but hair has been my passion. However, when we was working there, I had a family. Like, I know that I put a toilet to the progress doing hair. Lord knows I want to go back to it now, I think. But back then, it was the fact of being on other folks' schedule. And so, I knew I needed dependability. Stability and everything else because I had two small kids. So at the point when you met me, I was working two jobs. And I was still doing hair. That was like my side hustle or whatever. However, my schedule was kind of conflicted because I was working there and I was working third shift. I had a newborn, you know, so I had to realize, like, what's this for me? So at that point, I had to pull away from doing hair as much to mm-hmm. focus on making sure I had a, a income for me and my kids to keep you know, for us. So I pretty much pulled away and I think me, and I may have ran from it a little bit, because I don't know if I was in my passion, but at the point, I was like, I got to work. I got to do this, this, and this to make sure that I can provide for my children. So just for people not really valuing my schedule, like if I said I need you here at 12, they come at 1, I have to be at work at a certain time. It was not working for me, and I couldn't mess up what I had guaranteed for a possibility. So... That's how I pretty much got pushed away from because I need to guarantee income and working my job for my guarantee income. I knew what I was getting every week or every two weeks. Versus me, oh, Samantha's going to come through. I have her down for Toronto, Toronto, and she, and then they don't show up. And then one person told you off schedule and it shows off the whole schedule. And I couldn't have that because, again, I needed to make sure I was able to provide for my kids. And one loose, one loose thing then. I was throw it off for the rest of the day and then missing my whole schedule. Could have possibly made me late for work. 
pick up my kids and anything else. So eventually I just threw it away from it all the way. But all right and now you are and i want you to correct me because i know i'm going to say this incorrectly because i can't really think of the complete title but i think about maybe how long have you been doing the catering has it been like the last five years it'll be five years in march it'll be five years in march last year okay so i was right about that almost and then last year you were one of memphis's what what was the title that you received last year at that banquet I was the ladies of distinction, women that lead in business. Women that lead in business. So after a uh, tragic accident at one of her jobs at, at the airport, Keisha was left to find a different route, a different way to um, manifest money, to come up with money, to provide. Um, and as you heard, my intro is uh, the great Nipsey Hustle, rest in peace, uh, hustle and motivate. And in this thing, when you're dealing with your worth and understanding your worth, a part of that is hustling and motivating yourself and others. You hustle and motivate yourself to push yourself to be and do better. And you also hustle and motivate those people around you, right? Like to help them want to do better, want to be better, want to see something different. And Lakeisha actually started cooking out of that. And she was cooking while she was actually not supposed to be on her feet because she had been run over by um, a machine and she was actually in, and then she had a car accident too. So the car accident caused her to be in one boot. And then when she got ran over by the machine at work, she got put in the second boot. So she was in two boots and she began her business in her kitchen. Um, and it's called Keisha's Kitchen. So if you are in the Memphis, Tennessee area, Please make sure you holler at Keisha's Kitchen and get you some good, tasty food, a good spud, some chicken wings and things like that. But I want Keisha to talk about like that. I want you to talk about that moment, like when you decided, shit, like I'm in a boot. And I, I, I really want you to think about because how I'm thinking about it and how I'm seeing it right now is like how God put you in that predicament. One, you have a car accident that you're in a boot. The second thing, you have an accident at work, you're in another boot and the only thing that you can do is use something that you love to do, which is cook, to get your money, to provide for your family. What was that experience like going into that? Okay. Have you ever, you, well, we all heard the term, your pain pushes you your purpose. Yes. So, for years, for the first, because I think when that, when I was injured, that was two years in. I pretty much was doing it on the weekend and once I got off work. Again, I was still working two jobs. And it was the people at work that was like, you can do this, you can do this, why you don't do this full time? And I used them as my guinea pigs. Like, I don't do desserts, but I had started making desserts. And I used them as my guinea pigs. And they was like, well, why you don't think you can do this on your full time? You, I think you make enough money, you can do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And really, I, I'm still working two jobs. I ended up having two deaths back to back. My daughter lost her dad, and my other daughter lost her grandmother. So at that point, I really much was like, I need to spend more time with my kids because most of my kids are learning. So I pretty much walked away from a full-time job and took a part-time job. And that's how I ended up at the airport. So I took a part-time job in hopes of being able to travel more with my kids because we were going to have flight benefits. I took the, this job at the airport and I was like, everything going to work out. We're just going to do this. We're going to push the business. I'm going to do this part-time. Therefore, I can be there with my kids more 
we could travel and we can enjoy life. Because again, we had just had two deaths back to back and life is too short to really sit back oh, and just sit still. It's time to create moments in all my life. Me and my kids, all while they've been here, we've been creating moments. I've always worked two jobs that I made sure we had our evenings together. We went to the movies. We didn't do nothing to go get ice cream on Wednesdays. At TCBY, I think it was. I think it was, I think a dollar, 99 cent ice cream, a dollar 50 something. It was something I can't remember. That was some years ago. But we would go to get ice cream on Wednesdays. We'd go to church on Tuesday. We'd go to the movies on Thursday. We always did something. Regardless of the sake, so people said, like, I work too hard. I don't have time. You make time for what's important to you. Those two kids of mine, that's what's important to me. So, regardless of how tired I was, I but made they time. Bad, but... Whatever. Anyhow. <laughs> so, I made time for my kids. That was my main focus. So, going to the airport was, it was their fault. I did that to them. Went there three months in. And when I started, I got injured. But as I got injured, I couldn't walk. So, my sister held it down for me for about two weeks while I got myself together because I, issued, um, I got ran over by the equipment. And it pretty much messed up my left side, my from my foot up to my hip. So how it ran me over, my foot was broken, my toe was broken, so I was in the boot for that, and then it injured my knee and my back. So I went from there, and I like two weeks I said she held it down for me. I came back, and probably shouldn't have been working, but again, I had two miles, I had, well, I had three really for my dad. So I had people that were depending on me, so I couldn't sit still. So in the process that I was pushing, 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 going over me on business was doing great. I had cups, I had deliveries, I had these, and I was never sitting still. And I was injured, but I was on my feet all day long, probably 18 hours a day. Um, lack of sleep, when I say I worked all day long, I was in pain all night long. So I really probably got about two hours of sleep because my body was in shock once I sat down because I supposed to be sitting down anyhow, but I couldn't sit down because of the situation. So at night, I was in shock. My body took hours to relax because I was doing too much that I shouldn't have been doing, but I had to do because I didn't have, um, what is it, um, athletic or whatever. It was just me. So I didn't have nothing where I was injured and I was going to pay me while I was down. I was my own boss at that moment. So yeah. I had to do what I had to do. My job was not paying me. Um, what they thought was working comp was a joke. So it was on me to do what I had to do because at the end of the day, I, had, I still had bills I had to get paid. I still had kids I had to provide for. So I did that. And one Friday morning, I had big orders everywhere. And I had delivered. I had one person out on delivery. I was headed out of the living, pulled out my driveway. And I lied and said it a fly. Threw across and I tried to panic. Well, in nationality, I actually blacked out. Because I of lack of sleep and doing you, you want to say like, this on the podcast, sis? Oh, it's fine. That was years ago. <laughs> and <laughs> my I, nigga. I hit two parked cars. <laughs> I four thousand down from my house. I hit two parked cars, and you know they say you know, put your seatbelt on. No, you like I'm right down in front of the house. If I would have had my seatbelt on, I probably wouldn't have been there. Car, but at that moment, I thank God He saved me. So from that injury. I was already in the booth, hopped out the car, because I seen smoke, so I thought I was about to blow. I was on a hot dog car, it just popped. I literally had to hop, really, because the other foot was broken. So I was already injured on one leg, and I was hopping on the other leg, and the ambulance, the police was me like I was crazy. And the people who car hit, it was just, it's crazy. Anyway, that pushed me, 
I had to go hard earth, so you know, I had a lot to deal with but I, I had some more responsibility fell up on me because I had just two up two people cars. Because I was neglecting myself trying to do what I had to do. So that pretty much that was it. That's what my pain when I say your pain puts you to your purpose. Because if I would have never got hurt, I probably would have still been working there and not pursuing my business. So my pain pushed me to my purpose. Me being injured, it held me down for a minute. It kept me down for a minute, but then I had to jump up like, hey, this is what we're going to do. If no owner, I blocked them. And that's where the beginning of Kitchen Kitchen really came from. Because at that point, I went full time. I went in it. I went hard. And I built a name that everybody knows. You know, folks like, oh, I've had your stuff. Um, I didn't, I don't even want to talk about it. People just start bringing this suit like, oh, I had your stuff, da, 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 da. I love it because I, I, I would, I always been pretty known, but like now I'm known for something else. I used to be known as the party girl. Now I'm just known as that girl can cook. That girl make those fried potatoes. And I, I probably shouldn't say that on earth, but you, I'm known as that girl. You do make some fried potatoes. Versus that party girl, you know. Yeah. So it feels good to be known for a different reason now. Oh my God. To be known for a different reason, right? Like, it's, it's nothing wrong with being known to be Tina, yeah. Tina Turner. I mean, I was just a party girl. I wasn't out smoking and drinking like that. I just a lot of the life of the party. Yeah. Like, to be friends, because I don't want nobody thinking like, oh, no, I was the life Oh, no, the she, party. Did, she didn't mean, like, party girl, like, uh, like, I was the like, uh, the Gucci Mane. Hmm. I think I love no. her. No, she, she no. went... <laughs> She's not talking did. about that. You know they, did now. <laughs> they still do, friend. They still do. <laughs> but she, what she's saying is like she used to go out. Well, I think, but well, I think I used to go out. Keisha brought me out of my shell. We met in what two thousand and five. I've always mm-hmm. been like this little quiet. May thirty first, two thousand five. It's our it's our anniversary. Uh, but um, yeah, Keisha brought me out of my shell. She made me realize a part of my worth. Not all of it, but just like thinking about like, Keila, you deserve to go out and have fun and do X, Y, and Z and like just live. Um, I wasn't scared. I just didn't want to do certain things. I'm, I'm like sort of a recluse with certain stuff. And Keisha would be like, oh, well, let's go do this. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go stand over there. I won't go stand up in this club. But it would be fun to go and do. Right? And then... When we began talking again, was that 2014 or 2013? When we started back. Yeah. Because we, we started talking, yeah. I think, after. You didn't call me yeah, when. You didn't call me then. You called me after Gene died. You called me after the accident. You said you heard that I was. Uh, no, Gene died first. You called me after the accident. You texted something and you said, um, Are you okay? I think you seen Christina post something on Facebook. And then you hit me up after that. So it's pretty much August of 2016. 2016? Oh, I said 2014. It was 16. Look at God. Look at God. But then thinking about all of that, right? Thinking about your worth and you understanding that now, uh, I, I think I can say from like listening to Keisha, because I'm like, we, I don't know what you and your friends do, but my friends and I, we are always like we we might crack some jokes on the phone and we may talk about our business, but we're always talking about plans and businesses, right? Um, 
<laughs> this past year, I nominated myself to be Keisha's director of HR, and I found her two employees. Um, they worked out for a little bit, and then they stopped working out. <laughs> but um, we always like talk about businesses, and Keisha knows like I've been talking about for years, like writing a book and doing public speaking and doing all this stuff. But I was always afraid, and it was never. I don't think it's anything that everyone anyone else had ever put on me per se it was just like certain actions and feelings that I got from other people that I was like ah they're not gonna buy this they wouldn't do that they wouldn't do x y and z and last year I started doing this stuff for love allure uh my boutique that will be opening in the summer of 2020 and I like went and I got um my EIN number, I went and got my paperwork, my business license for out here in Houston. I did a lot of that. And then certain things started happening. You know, life, I'm a school teacher, I'm a GOC at the school, really, really busy, then traveling a lot back and forth home and doing different stuff. And that's some stuff slipped through the cracks. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to end the year without having something because I was planning on actually dropping the clothing store first. So I like have different stuff for the clothing store. I have a sign for like my pop-up shops. I have my business cards and then some things. I like had an accident at the end of December, like stuff just kept happening. But my production manager, who is also (laughs) my 11th grade English student, Anthony Edwards, um, he's always talking to me about his business. He's like, Miss Miles, you know, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like he uh, does photography for real estate. He takes pictures, period. He is the production manager for Kip Sunnyside's campus. Um, (laughs) So this little 16 year old child was talking to me about his business and I thought about the conversations that I had with all of my friends including Keisha and I was like Keely you got to push through this even though you have hit a couple of stumbling blocks so I had Anthony create me a video and I knew that I wasn't going to have a whole lot of things coming out right then but I was like if I create this video like I'm showing myself like Akila you didn't put a stamp on it you said you're going to make sure that you do x y and z and I got the video created. We started off like this one idea and it kept morphing into other things. Like he'll send me something. I'd be like, well, ooh, what if we do this? Or what if we add that? And all of that at that time, I was recognizing my worth. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. And I remember like sending clips to Keisha and Marquita and saying like, am I doing too much? Am I being extra? And even actually Anthony, like, you know, like I know the only thing that's getting ready to drop is this book. And I know the clothing line is not going to come out right now. And, you know, like, I know, like, the book is going to drop. And I got to get this stuff for the podcast and X, Y, and Z. And everybody was like, no. Anthony was like, Miss Miles, do it. Keisha was like, no, dummy, you ain't doing too much. And my queen was like, you're not doing enough. You need to have more stuff out. So Anthony put together a beautiful minute and 34 second video talking about all the things that I had coming out. And that was, again, me hustling and motivating myself, right? Um, A lot of people, like, were saying little things. They were saying, I I got a lot of great comments, right? But um, some Mm -hmm. people were thinking about, like, like, oh, she putting this out trying to stunt, da-da-da-da. And what a motherfucker don't know is I put that out totally for me. I'm thankful for all the things that people said, the great motivation that they gave me, but that is a motivator for me. Um, If you have seen it or if you go on my page, it's still there. It said the book was going to drop on December 31st. 
everything that I'm doing from my clothing line, just like Lakeisha, like how Keisha started, like with this by herself, she didn't have a business manager, anything like that. She's doing all of this and making herself knowledgeable on her own. Right, Keisha, you did like majority of this stuff on your own from cars and all of that, right? Yeah. So now I'm like doing the book stuff and I'm doing it through KDP. Then I get on KDP and so much stuff was so difficult and if you see my production manager right now he's laughing because he's like hell yes miss miles we had a time with kdp but uh <laughs> i was doing the ebook first i knew i was going to do that first and on the 31st my god sister marquita and i we were here we were working because she came out here because we were going to go to dinner because the book was supposed to drop at midnight so we were going to go to dinner to celebrate and <laughs> about 11 30 i was like fuck this shit because <laughs> it was like another era popped up so when you are uploading a book to any site um it's gonna ask you to look at different things like check the margins check your errors check spell check and all of that like it does that but then it's gonna tell you to launch your book so you can actually see what it looks like and oh my god <laughs> like i launched it in my book and it was like so many errors and different stuff i was like wait a minute it wasn't an error over here but now it's an error over here and I told my queen, I was like, fuck it, we finna go to lunch. We finna, oh, I'm sorry, we finna go eat. Let's go. Let's find somewhere to go eat. And we got ready to go eat. That place was closed because it was uh, New Year's Eve. So we wound up going to Waffle House. And we finished up some stuff before I left. And it said, well, the book isn't going to drop today, but it'll drop on January 2nd. My favorite number is three. So I was like, okay, let's drop on January 2nd. Then when we came back and we were looking at some stuff, trying to fix it, it was like, it was saying it was still a couple of areas, errors. And I was like, Marquita, I'm just so over this. Like, I'm a perfectionist and I get irritated fast. And when I get irritated, it's horrible. Like, I'm a good person. <laughs> but when I get irritated, G, it is over. So, um, we talked, I worked through the problems and then it was like, I, I uploaded it on January 2nd when I finally got all of the errors out, all of the kinks, my book cover was good. Everything was cool. They didn't have any problems with it. I uploaded on January 2nd. When you upload, it tells you that it takes 72 hours. And I was like, shit, Marquita, it's not even going to drop on the third. The third is my number. It got to drop. And I woke up the next day and looked. I said, let me just get on here and look. And it was like, your book is live. And I was just so excited because my book had dropped. And I've always wanted to, like, I've been published in three different anthologies. I published, like, three different poems when I was in college. But, like, to have your own book not be in anyone else's anthology, like, somebody else's work and they just using yours, you know, like, instead of, like, you know, I was sort of, like, an artist on DJ Khaled's album. But... <laughs> But now I, I am DJ Kelly, you know, and I have my book myself. <laughs> so dropping that book on the third, it was like solidification for me. And it was like another push to keep going. And then came the paperback. Dun, dun, dun. Like there's so many issues with the paperback. But God placed Anthony in my life for a reason. Because we had all type of errors going on. They got their book cover. Mm -mm. the book cover was a shit show understand like the book cover that my other student mia did she's another great student that i have the book cover that she created for some reason it would not work for the paperback it just would not work at all we tried it in 50 million different ways and anthony had been working on it um last week i think right it was last week he was working on it 
And on my way home, he sent it to me. I snapped it. I was like, oh my God, Anthony sent me the new file. I'm uploading it. And I was driving. I was in Louisiana uploading. I'm doing 75, uploading whatever. Pop up, it's another error. Finally, that Tuesday when we got back to school, Anthony sat down and he did it on his Mac. And his Mac saved my life because now the book is ready to be published. So that is extremely awesome. Like, and, and all of that, like thinking about my worth and understanding it, I had to push myself to like want to do it even more, like consistently. Like me thinking about Akilah, like you always pushing your students. You always telling them that mediocrity is not an option. You got to make sure that you don't settle either. So Keisha. One more question that I want you to think about when dealing with worth, and then we're going to get ready to close out in a few minutes. When we think about worth, what do we think about? How do, how do we need to set boundaries in relationships? And I don't mean just with a man and a woman, but like relationships, period. Thinking about how we love each other, like as friends, especially as friends, because I feel like my friend Keisha, like, this my girl, this this my boo. But I be wanting to like smack her sometime, y'all, because like some stuff she just be letting get just just to go out the way, and we just can't let everything go out the way. So, and maybe Akila needs to be slapped because she just be like, I ain't with this shit. So, Keisha, what boundaries do you set in making people understand your worth and know like this is an opportunity to be in my space, and it's also an opportunity for me to be in your space. So how we how we connect with each other? How do you uh, set those boundaries? Okay, first let's go back. You want to smack me? So you're an aggressor now? My laptop, my iPad, my camera is focusing. Okay. Hmm. I'm sorry. What did what did you say, Lakeisha? <laughs> I said let's go back. You want to smack me? So I'm an aggressor. You're an aggressor now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not an abuser. I'm not an abuser. I will not let you put that label on me, ma'am. We'll not do that. I, but I'm, I'm, I don't mean literal smack. I mean metaphorical. Smack. You mean smack some sense into me? Yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, yes. You are correct. Oh, okay. You are correct. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I'll take that then. Okay. Um, as far as relationships, don't just speak on men. I'm not okay. speaking. I'm not men. I'm talking about this right here, friendship, business, so et cetera, et cetera. Um, you have to set those standards. You have to know, first of all, you can't go into nothing where you're doing most of everything. So that means if you're being a friend and you're there for that person more than they're ever there for you. I don't, and it's not monetary or you won't return um, favors or anything. You're just being a friend. You know, you have some people that call you every time they're in the bind or they got problems and you're like, oh, what she want? <sighs> he made her mad again. But you can't never talk about what's going on with you. I mean, it's not about what you can do, but you if you're listening, I need you to be able to listen sometimes and actually give me advice. Or don't just come to me for advice. So you gotta see you can't have one person that's mentally draining you. So that goes both ways for both relationships. So I know what I bring to the relationship. I know what I bring to the friendship. I know what I bring to whatever. And if I know my work, I know that I'm good. I'm good to people better than they ever would be to me. So I've ended a lot of friendships. Some came back. Now some hanging around looking over the fence trying to see what I'm doing. But So somebody was ticked, so I was gonna get loud. Anyhow, so with that being said, 
everybody, I mean, I, yeah, I even had a friendship where I was like, you know what, this year, I don't want to be this person's friend anymore. Lord, please show me a sign. And with that being said, I'm the craziest person ever with the signs that God sent me. He really got to have some signs that's going to hit me in my face like, you better wake your ass up. You get what I'm saying? Because, but I've had folks that are like, I don't want to go into this year with this person. I think, or I'll be like, you know how you feel? It's like, nah, I don't think, you know, I really feel like they using me or they this, this, and this. You know, they, they just here to wide my way or whatever, whatever. So once you realize this and who's there for you and who's just there to ride your way, you're better off. So, you know, you know, you know, you I'm doing this, this, and this, and this person right here. Man, they only answer the phone when they know I'm talking for them. Or they... I'm sorry. Hello? 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 Yeah, I'm here. What happened? Oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake and like uh, turned my mic off. I apologize. I was drinking water in my bed. I'm sorry. My phone switched over to my Bluetooth. I was holding the phone. Okay. So, what I'm saying is, people are there, but they're not there for you. Those type of people, Mm. you have to put them loose. That's friendship, relationship, anything else. If you're there for them more than they're there for you, Sometimes you got to let them go. Oh, you got to let them see what they're going to miss while you're gone. So, I mean, not just, just take a break from people sometimes. You know, if you feel like you're doing more than they're doing, mm-hmm. take a break and let them evaluate what they have. And and that's fair to do. It's very fair to do because it, you're going to feel better in the long run. How often do you, you know, find yourself doing that, uh, Lakeisha? What is that, key? I said, how often do you find yourself? Do you really give people a break? Is are he you said, really, really? Yeah, like do you really give people a break? I do give people a break. Whether it's a fallout or whatever. Like I said, some are blessed to come back. Some I don't even want to go that route again. You know what I'm saying? Some sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes Yeah, because we had a, we fell out. We had a misunderstanding. Or whatever, and we whatever we did. Yeah. So you know, some it's a misunderstanding, and sometimes it's it's good. Now speaking on the misunderstanding, it's good to know why you know you got into. It. Don't just cut nobody off. Like I don't want to talk to them no more. Girl, why did I ask somebody that yesterday? Oh my god, I asked somebody that yesterday. Like why? I was like, they like you stop talking to me. Just out the blue, you did something to me, yeah. nigga. Stop lying. But anyway, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, like give somebody the the courtesy, especially when you're older. Like, I feel like sometimes kids don't know how to do that. Like, give people the courtesy of explaining like what the problem was. But when you're an adult, you need to be able to hold an adult conversation and be like, the bullshit you did was not called for, or what you did, I did not like. Right, and again, yeah. to me, that's knowing your worth, and and especially knowing the worth not just of you, but of your friendship. Like, what type of bond y'all have? Like, I feel like with the friends that I have, we have such strong bonds, and we do so many different things for each other and help each other in so many different ways. That I'm not just gonna stop. Like now, at this age, I'm not just gonna stop talking to y'all about some BS. I'm a, I might fuss or say whatever, like, cause you know, quick. If I call your punk ass and you got 80 million things going on in the background, you know, I'm going to quickly hang up because you talking to 15 million people and you got 80 things going on, but it ain't never, I ain't mad. I'm just I'm like, up. Oh, let me let her handle her business. Right. 
and people don't understand that. People don't. People haven't gotten to that level of understanding where like I need to be able to cool off, and I also need to be able to say what caused the problem. And all of that is an understanding and knowing your worth. Yeah. Well, Keisha, it was great to have you on our very, very first podcast on 30-something and virginity. We just opened up the mic today to talk about worth and understanding your worthiness and how you should be treated and what you should do. Please, please, please like the 30-something and virginity page. Please share the link when you see it pop up. We are on all platforms and we are so thankful that you all were here and excited to move forward and have you all continually listen and promote our podcast Keisha you want to have any final words yes I I do have something to say since we're speaking on worse um Akilah because you have all these projects you're going through well, all these projects that you're about to launch this year it's I only just three it's only three those are a lot it's a lot. It's, it's okay. But you, with that being said, I'm going to say this now, and I say this all the time to you, I think, but I'm saying it for everybody else. This is not negative. It's strictly positive. Um, You got to understand that everyone is not going to be there for you like you're there for them. That's another part of understanding your work. Don't get mad if the people that's closest to you are not supporting you like you expect them to. Your biggest supporters are going to be strangers. And I'm telling you this now, early in the game, because you're going to be like, mm, what you thought I wanted? But I was there for this, this. Don't worry about this. What God got for you is for you. Don't worry about what the next person's doing. Don't worry about the next person. They're not spending with you. Don't worry about the next person not sharing your stuff. Because you've done all that for other folks. So you just supported everybody's business. You've been there sharing everybody's posts. You done prayed for folks. You da, da, da. Don't worry about that. Because you just got to remain focused. Keep your eyes on the prize, which is what we're launching this year. And surround yourself. Now listen, surround yourself with people that's where you are or where you're trying to be. Always. Because Always. Um, and let's keep everybody because we'll be out there, we'll be sharing our plans for people that don't have a vision at all. And what God gave you, everybody don't understand if you keep that to yourself. Some of you keep yourself. Hmm. Say it's that. Talk to your friends. It's good to talk to your friend, let them know what's going on, what you got going on, but you'll never let your right hand know what your left hand thinks. And, and you know, I said you know it like I said it for a reason. I said I it only, I said it for a reason. I know what I know why you said it, but I I've only this year, like when I decided to do this stuff, like in the middle of last year, like go full force with this, God told me to shut my damn mouth. He told me yeah, not to he, say anything to anybody. You remember me telling you that, right? Like he told me don't yeah. say nothing to nobody. Like that was the problem. I would start stuff and get so excited about it and I would share it. And then people would take my ideas and then go and they would actually do it. Now, while we just like the bread aisle and there are so many different variations of bread and everybody can get which bread they like. It's so many different podcasts. Everybody can get what they, what they like or whatever. That's what was happening to me at that time. But it wasn't like out of malice, I don't believe. I just think it was like, they were like, oh, that's a good idea. And they did it. And then that then made me deed it from whatever it was I wanted to do. And I didn't do it. When he told me to shut my mouth, I was quiet until I started like having like insight, was talking to you. And I talked to my creed about certain things or whatever. I shared nothing with no one. And I'm going to keep doing it because I don't want anybody to one, take my idea or two, pray against whatever it is I have going on. I don't want that. And I am. I have been trying to make sure I'm surrounded by motivational people. And the crazy thing is, is that right now my motivation are my students. 
me and Anthony. Like Anthony especially because Anthony is always, he always got something to do. Anthony always had 15 jobs. But like, like yeah, I, I really agree with what you're saying. Like I'm not, and I'm not stressed, going to be stressed out about nobody sharing or liking nothing. Like it is what it is. What's for me, God got for me. Can't nobody have exactly. it. The, the man that I'm supposed nobody to get, the kids I'm supposed to have, the life that I'm supposed to live. Can't nobody get it but me. Can't nobody have it but me. So I ain't stressed out about it. It is what it is. And you can trust and believe that 30-something and virgining, oh, it's going to pop. Love the Lord, it's going to pop. Brown eyes, it came out number one the first two weeks it was out. That was the ebook. Wait till this paperback drop. It's gonna be ignorant. Gonna be so crazy. You make sure you get three. And if you're listening, you make sure you buy two or three too. It's on. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Keisha, thank you so much for joining. And Anthony, thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Thank you all so much for listening and just listening in to us, just talking to each other, interviewing each other, questioning each other about worthiness. Please check back in with us on next Friday for our next podcast. I can't believe how fast 20 years went by. I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, to be standing here at center court with you guys, my teammates behind me, and uh, appreciating all this, you know, the journey that we've been on. You know, we've been through our ups and been through our downs. And uh, I think the most important part is that we all stay together throughout. You know, I grew up, I grew up a diehard, I mean a diehard Laker fan. Diehard. I mean, I knew, knew everything about every player that's ever played here. So, to be drafted and then traded to this organization and to spend 20 years here, I mean, you can't, you can't write something better than this. What can I say? Mamba out.